0: Hey, church family! Welcome back. Another Ask the Elders, and uh, we're having fun answering your questions. We appreciate them. Continue to submit them so that we can continue to continue to uh, to answer them. We have a, a few different faces in the uh, the audience or in our uh, elder group today. So I'll start uh, by introducing or having the person on my right introduce, and we'll go clockwise. Hey, Brandon here, and I'm Ryan. Larry, and I'm Alistair. Basically, the four students. I mean. Basically, the uh, the group of elders that you want to have answering all your questions. <laughs> the A team. Don't tell the other team that we said this. No. Um, really happy to have Larry back um, up from Arizona, and so um, we're excited, and we're excited to answer your questions. Um, so the question is, what does our church believe about the rapture? And that's a pretty loaded question. It's something that has um, obviously been discussed by theologians forever. It has tentacles that, um, that will reach on and on and on. Um, but we're going to try and just uh, dig into the, the specific question of the rapture and what our church believes. So uh, we'll go from there. Brandon, uh, you had a couple thoughts
1: that you wanted yeah. to Well, I think we certainly, we certainly see that this is a, a loaded question, right? And it, 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 you think about the, the word rapture, the thought of rapture. When most people are asking, do you believe in the rapture? What they're really almost always asking is, do you believe in a pre-tribulation rapture of the church uh, that God's, God's church would escape any pain and suffering in the tribulation? So it, it's kind of loaded. Um, and I don't believe that in order to say, I, I believe in the rapture, I have to ascribe to that position. Um, although I might, right? So, um, and I, I would encourage you to talk to your elders about maybe their thoughts and their positions on this. Um, and we'll, we'll get to the point of what we really think, here's, here's the necessity of belief. Uh, but we do see uh, the rapture talked about in Scripture. And uh, it may not be what your your desire for it is to be, but it, we'll, we'll look at a couple instances of this. Um, one of the things about the word, if, you, if you're in Thessalonians is where you find this, this concept, or at least one of the places. 1 Thessalonians 4.16. And uh, the word, uh, I'm going to read this, the passage for, uh, for us, and then we'll talk about it. It said, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the archangel's voice and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are still alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. So what we see, just the, the word, the idea of rapture, some people say, well, the rapture is not taught. And and I think that might be a response or a reaction to to a a, a solid viewpoint or a, or a single viewpoint that says, it's preacher rapture. It's going to happen this way. Read left behind. You'll get it all figured out. And, and maybe it will, maybe it won't. But but rapture is still taught. And the the, the phrase here, to be caught up together, uh, to be caught up is, is in Greek. It's harpazo is the word. And actually, it's where the Latin word rapturo comes out of. And that's rapture. It's, it's where we get the word rapture. So it, it, it's the idea of the catching up of, of something. It's the snatching out. It's pulling out quickly. It's uh, it it kind of goes back to the idea also, I think it's used even when Jesus is talking about uh, us being sheep and no one will snatch them out of my hands. That idea of don't, not snatching out of their hands is no one will rapture them from me. No one will take them and catch them up together with me. So that word is used and the roots of those words are used and we use them today. So, so to say it's not is, is, is not accurate. Uh, but what does that mean? That's the question, right? So what we see here in 1 Thessalonians is a picture uh, of that. Uh, and, and when we talk about um, the rapture, we are talking about end times. We're talking about what does the end times look like. And some would say, we're in the end times right now. And some would say, oh, we, see, we see signs of the end times now. Uh, the Lord's return is near. And I, I sure hope it is, right? We, we pray and hope that that's true. Uh, and we can see signs. And we can look at Scripture and study Scripture. Um, but when we look at the, the idea of rapture, what it is, is Christ coming in the sky, in the clouds, and as he does... You'll see there's this trumpet and there's this voice call and if you look at this a little more in depth uh, the, the voice call is almost like a command a commander of an army of the Lord uh, same word used here and he's, he's basically calling his troops to get in line get in order so uh, we see that he is he is in fact rapturing the church he is gathering the church and it says the dead and dead in Christ will rise first now Paul is, is encouraging and uh, admonishing the, the Thessalonians Uh, in in and from the question where they're wondering what's going to happen to those who have died already and and where are they going to be at at this? Because this church is waiting for the Lord's return. They're eager for it, right? And and Paul needed to say, listen, don't worry. Those who have died and fallen asleep, those who believe believers who have fallen asleep uh, and and their bodies have given out, God is going to take care of them. And it says here that he'll come and then the dead in Christ will rise first. So those who who are believers who have died before that return of Christ in the air, uh, they will be risen, right? They will be met with new glorified bodies in the air. The Corinthians tell us that they'll be made new. And I'm sure we can talk about that too in 1 Corinthians 15. Um, but but that, is, that is, in essence, the rapture of the church. I just wanted to add one more thought on that, just the idea of what that looks like, right? Uh, in, you, know, you look at a movie like Left Behind or a book. What does the rapture look like? Are there going to be clothes, a pile of clothes left behind? Or is there going to be a, 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 is, is our old body just going to fall down dead and our, our soul is going to meet our glorified body? Everyone worries about that. I don't think that's really the point, right? But we do see that there is this taking away of the church. And in Matthew 24, it's talked about as well. Uh, when, when Jesus is talking about no one knows the day or the hour, it, it'll be like this. Two men, or then two men will be in a field, and one will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding grain uh, with, a, uh, with a hand mill. Uh, one will be taken and one will be left. Therefore, be alert since you don't know the day the Lord is coming. So there's this, another picture there. We don't know when this is going to happen. We don't we don't know the exact timing of the rapture of God's church, um, but it, it is it is talked about in Scripture. I want to bring that up. So some other thoughts, guys. I
2: just want to add to that um, <clears throat> that uh, Paul uses the term "caught up" when he is uh, in in Second Corinthians twelve when he's caught up into the third heaven and gives is given this vision. Of, uh, of why he was not delivered from the uh, uh, infirmity that he had. It's also used in uh, Acts chapter 8 when Philip is uh, preaching to the Ethiopian eunuch and he's all done and then he is caught up and transported, if you will, something like out of Star Trek to a place that was um, I don't know 15 or 20 miles away. So it's a it's a uh, a term that has some particular significance in terms of departing where you're at and and being removed to another place. Yeah,
3: yeah. I think for me. Um when this question was submitted, I was like, huh, what What do I think about this? Um, I haven't done a ton of in-depth study on the end times or anything like that. I'm sort of a pan millennialist as people like to joke. It'll all pan out in the end. Um, but looking specifically at this idea of the rapture um, and this thought of the, the church being taken up or caught up um, pre- or post-tribulation, wherever you stand with that, um, I think... Uh, it's. It seems it does come up in scripture. It's something that we can't just ignore, um, and like I said, I haven't had a ton of time to study this specifically, um, but I do know that it is important for us as Christians to not get so closed-handed with with an idea like this um, that we can get to the point of condemning believers or saying, um, you know, they don't know what the Bible says, I think we need to be very careful with how we approach subjects like this because we can get so, uh, I don't know, one-sided in what we believe that and we're actually causing division within the church over what is an open-handed issue that isn't um, something as significant as, you know, we're saved through faith in Christ. Um, This is something that is important and it's good to look at in the Bible. Um, and to have thoughts on and that's why I, I want to look into this more um, but we also need to be careful to not take it that step too far and make it a closed handed issue um, where we're calling churches that don't believe what we believe on this issue of uh, rapture um, that they're not actual true Christians, right? That's mm-hmm. when we've crossed the line I think uh, in a topic like this um, but it is it is interesting stuff to look at and um, I think it's good to, to know where it comes up and to have an understanding of where these words are coming from um, and to just have this idea of the body is talked about being taken up, you know? There is going to
0: be a trumpet call on these things. Um, and so to have an answer for that, I think, is important. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, the, the rapture, right? The, the calling and the taken up, right? Um, and then God's pretty clear about or jesus was pretty clear even in that chunk of matthew so matthew 24 he talks a lot about when coming back is going to happen and he says you know no one will know the time or the hour right um, so when we get into the deeper discussions of what we what you know we kind of use as open fist terms right o- open fist theology things that we can discuss and have conversation about and where we might differ is like when will that happen you know what point of tribulation or you know Whatever, however that looks, can can be talked about. can be discussed um, because Jesus was pretty clear. Like, you don't know the time. You don't know the time. Um, you know, before the flood, people were eating and drinking. Be like, eh, nothing bad is going to happen to us. Mm-hmm. So, I think it really gives us the opportunity um, as a as a body of believers to to um, to practice both having good iron sharpening iron, but but grace too, because. It, this isn't a my way or the highway kind of a conversation necessarily um, once you get beyond the fact that it, it is pointed out that there
1: will be a calling up. yeah the, there is and, and again the open handed thing is, re, is really important to, to hold on to but what, what we say is the closed handed thing right and you know, if we're talking about like you we were saying the, the closed handed thing is that Christ is going to return yeah. in judgment over unbelievers that he is going to return I, I want to look look at this um passage in Revelation uh, chapter 19. This is when Christ returns, and it's it's uh, in verse 11. It starts there. Um, then I saw heaven opened, and there was a white horse, its rider called Faithful and True, and he judges and makes war with justice. His eyes were like a fiery flame, and many crowns were on his head. He had a name written that no one knows except himself. He wore a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. The armies that were in heaven followed him on white horses wearing pure white linen. A sharp sword came from his mouth so that he might strike the nations with it. He will rule them with an iron rod, and he will also trample the winepress of the fierce anger of God, the Almighty. And he has a name written on his robe and on his thigh, King of kings and Lord of lords. The, the imagery here, what's interesting, this this is doctrine, this is theology, this is when we say Christ is going to return. So our, what does our church believe about that, yes, we will say Christ is coming back. If you're saying, no, he's never coming back again, we're, we don't teach that. Um, but when we talk about the rapture, the rapture of the church, what we, what we do see here in this passage is the armies of heaven riding behind Christ. That is the church. That, and you see that because they're illustrated as wearing linen, white and clean. That, and, and you think about the picture of the Lamb of God that was slain. He's, his robe is dipped in blood. Right, and we see that imagery there. But everyone behind him is clean, and why? Because well, he took the punishment so that we could be clean. We have his righteousness. So at this point of Christ's return, his final return, he, we are with him. The, the, those who believe in Christ, who have faith in Christ, have have been caught up at some point and are now behind him, with him. The dead in Christ rose first. And they were changed in the twinkle of, an, twinkle of an eye, and then all of us were caught up together. And then whether whether that was seven years before because of the tribulation or if it was was 2,000 years because of of someone else's viewpoint or it hasn't happened yet, or whether it was two minutes before the rapture, the rapture happened two minutes before and now he's on his way from the clouds on to to judge the nations. That's that's the open-handed thing. So what we do see here, though, is that the rapture has already occurred by this point, by the point that Christ returns on a white horse with a sword out of his mouth, with the armies of heaven, the saints riding behind him, uh, the rapture has certainly already happened. Um, and then we, we decide, what, is it, what does that look like? When did that happen? Well, I, you can go a lot of different ways. I think you know, one, of the, one of the ways, i mentioned this already, the tribulation. And people who ask this question, do we believe in the rapture, probably have a good idea already in their mind or in their heart or from their study what the tribulation is or what they believe about the tribulation. Um, but what we, what we do have and what we see in, in the tribulation is this, this uh, what what would probably describe as a seven-year period of time where there's seven years going on of of um, uh, peace at first, and then of, of real sorrow and tribulation and war, and and the Antichrist will rule and reign. So, a lot of a lot of people that would say, "Well, I'm I'm a pre-trib person," so I, I think the rapture of the church, what we're talking about, the, and let's define that. We, we did that earlier. The rapture is the catching up or the or the, the gathering of the body of Christ before final judgment. That's that's what we would say is the rapture if we want to sum up that question. But for a pre-trib person, it's before this time of tribulation comes. And there's some passages of Scripture uh, from, from Revelation and, and uh, other places, I think Isaiah 26, we'll see that this is a time of judgment that God is putting on the, on the earth. And that uh, some would say, well, it's pre-tribulation rapture. God's people are, are not to be condemned. They're not going to be condemned. Um, and so God will not put judgment on them. They will, he will remove them. And some would say, well, okay, but it might be mid-trib. Because mid-trib would say, well the first three and a half years aren't really the judgment of God yet. That's just normal persecution and normal everyday stuff that we, we face or people face in the world. So God's church may still be here until three and a half years go by. And then when God starts unloading his, his judgment, the, the bowls and the trumpet, uh, um, that's that would come down. Uh, and so God might remove his church at the three and a half year mark. Well then the others would say, well, it's post-trip. After all the tribulation is done, that's when the rapture would happen, and, and that's when God will catch us catch us up in the air. And that, what we see, is like what I just kind of illustrated. Um, whether it be seven years before, or three and a half years before, or two minutes before the Lord returns in judgment, uh, we do believe that there is a rapture of God's church. And, and those are kind of the three main viewpoints. There's a lot of viewpoints. Ryan mentioned these are like tentacles that would go on and on. Uh, we're willing to have those conversations. We're willing to, to study with you. Uh, probably, probably half or more of us have, have our own pretty much conviction on it, but um, when we teach these things, we would certainly open up and say, "Here's here are the
2: viewpoints on this
1: topic." Other thoughts, guys?
2: Well, I think at the end of the passage that uh, you read in First Thessalonians, Paul says, uh, "Encourage one another with these words." Mm-hmm. And um, the the long and the short of it is, Jesus is coming back to get his church; those that are. Uh, alive and those that have, have already died in the faith and uh, uh, That's going to happen. It's going to happen at some point in time. We don't know exactly when even the sunset I don't I don't know only when, the father, yeah. when the day only the father comes so uh, uh, So it is encouraging that we are going to be uh, Taken out of the world at some point in, in time and we're going to go to be with Jesus forever, and uh, uh, we can look forward to that.
0: Yeah, and I think that is the encouragement, right? Because um, even as we talk as Christians, right, the whole the whole thing with pre-trib, uh, pre-tribulation, post-tribulation, mid-tribulation is what do we what do we want, right? When we develop our our belief system, it's well, like I'm praying for pre-tribulation because I don't want to suffer, you know. I'm I'm preparing for mid, and, you know post happens, it happens, and and (laughs) it's going to suck, but the, the point is, the point is, when we talked about, in, in other, um, Ask the Elder things, we talked about taking up our cross and stuff like that, we're not promised a cakewalk, we're not promised an easy day, we're not promised, um, you know, a walk in the park, and so the reality is, we should already, as Christians, be ready for post-tribulation, because, Mm -hmm. because that's, that's what taking up your cross is, it's, it's preparing to suffer being willing to suffer for Christ, right? And obviously as, as human beings we hope that it's pre-tribulation and we don't have to go through all of that um, you know extra suffering. You know, but but it's not what we signed up for. So So
1: pray for trip, plan for post. <laughs> yeah. Pray pray for pray for pre and, and, and plan for post. And I think you you see, like the Just apostles were they counted a joy to be Kind of worthy to suffer for the yeah. gospel, like Jesus yeah. did. So, yeah. it, this is not like, oh no, I'm <laughs> going to suffer. This is like Jesus suffered. Jesus suffered more greatly than than you and I ever will, and uh, and we can count of joy when when we're considered worthy to suffer as he did, um, because this is temporary. This is fleeting, yeah. and it will it will be. We will be all made new, and we will be caught up with him. Yeah, there's that encouragement yeah. there. The <laughs> encouragement, like, regardless of
3: how it all pans out, we're going to be with God, and we're going to be made new there will be no more mourning or crying
0: or death or pain or tears like it will be good it'll Speed, be yeah. restored and that's one of those close-fisted things right yep so yeah good. hopefully uh hopefully this you know helped answer questions or at least shed more light on on what we believe here um and and hopefully it will stir up conversations with you guys uh again appreciate you sending in your questions uh, i encourage you to continue to do that you can go through the website ask the elders and and we love getting together as elders and discussing this and then being able to share it with you guys
1: as well so thank you again Um, hopefully this helped and we'll see you on the next one